If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault, between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 17. Churches have sinners in them. This simple truth is at the heart of this passage. In its proper usage, the teaching found here, the doctrine of church discipline, is a wonderful thing that can restore a Christian to proper fellowship and help them to kill the sin in their lives. When the stories are told about church discipline, we often see the extreme negatives, the churches that have abused and controlled their members in the name of discipline, instead of lovingly restoring their brethren to the fellowship. Instead of seeking to help drug addicts to overcome their addictions, we hear of this abuse. The kind of abuse that takes place in the name of church discipline is not church discipline. It is sin. However, we must not allow the mishandling and abuse of God's word to cause us to abandon his word or to put aside things we are commanded to do. So how is church discipline to be conducted? The Bible is actually pretty clear on the way we are to handle sin within the church. First, if you are sinned against, you are to confront someone with their sin personally. If this does not work, the second step is to return to that person with one or two other people. And if that finally doesn't work, then the church is to confront the individual. If these do not work, then the person is to then be disfellowshipped from the church. So what exactly is the purpose of these confrontations? You are to seek repentance and restoration. In 1st and 2nd Corinthians, we see an example of church discipline. 1st Corinthians 5.1 It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and of a kind that is not tolerated even among pagans. For a man has his father's wife, and you are arrogant. Ought you not rather to mourn? Let him who has done this thing be removed from among you. 2nd Corinthians 2.5-8 now if anyone has caused pain, he has caused it not to me, but in some measure, not to put it too severely, to all of you. For such a one, this punishment by the majority is enough. So you should rather turn to forgive and comfort him, or he may be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. So I beg you to reaffirm your love for him. In these verses, we see that an individual who was under church discipline, possibly the same man who was committing adulterous sin, has expressed repentance and desires to be reconciled, which the Apostle Paul encourages the church in Corinth to do. This is the goal of church discipline, to help someone to realize their sin and turn from it. Church discipline should never be about punishment, but should be instead about lovingly restoring people to the fellowship. It is the job of the church and of Christians to seek for all people to repent and trust in Christ alone, so that they too may be forgiven and that is the crux of the cross. Cross Section is produced by FlyFox Productions. More information about Cross Section or FlyFoxProductions.com can be found at cruxofthecross.org or FlyFoxProductions.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at D underscore Schultz. That's D underscore S-H-U-L-T-Z.